Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome crisis manager extraordinaire, the one and only Drew, Andrew McCaskill. What's up? What's up? I'm so glad to be here. And you know, it's Friday, so I, I'm loving the foods this Friday. Usually I'm here talking about economic empowerment and all kinds of stuff. We talk about that too, but like... The Foolishness Friday. I miss out on that sometimes. All right. I, so I haven't talked with you in such a while. Um, have you watched the Dave Chappelle, uh, latest Dave Chappelle special? I have. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Have you seen um, Have you seen the Squid Game? What are you doing, Zoom, to make sure it's connected? Wait, wait, you know we can hear you, Lindsay. Lindsay, we can hear you. All right. There you go. That's what you just need to hold the mic. You yeah. Don't have, yeah, yeah there you go. That's it. All right, Lindsay's all in our involved. It's Friday. You so lucky it's Friday because I'll really come on, Patty, Patty. <laughs> but but Smith, why 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 does she have the ability to be heard? Is the question I'm trying to find out. Anyway, okay, she how can she unmute herself? All right, well, go ahead. Um, have you watched the Squid Game on Netflix? I have watched. I watched. I watched the end of Squid Games because everybody that I was on vacation with last weekend. Was had already seen Squid Games and they were all trying to watch the last, the last episode. So I watched like the first and like the fifth and then the finale. So wait, you you ain't watch? So you saw Red Light Green Light? I saw Red Light Green Light. And that didn't wait. Hold on. So, so wait, you saw Red Light Green Light and you didn't say I gotta watch what comes next? No, I did not. Because I was watching it in segments. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna actually. Um, go directly to the finale is the issue. And then the finale was on and I couldn't not watch it because everybody else had already caught up. So did you see them going across the glass? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You've seen enough. You've seen enough. I saw, I saw enough to make me say, I got to go back and watch this whole shit. Okay. All right. It's a phenomenon, which to me, you know, um, Tanya Pinkett sent me the cheat codes and um, every single game, there was a way to win it. Now you had a uh, you had a better chance of winning the Squid Game than you do playing the Lotto because it was like fewer players. Yeah. But you also had a greater chance of dying. So yeah, much greater chance of dying. Yeah, like so your chance of dying was extremely high. Yeah, it was like ninety six percent. You had a ninety six percent chance of not making it out alive. Um, <laughs> that said. You know, as as a person that, you know, used to study media and things, I was telling my class this today, like 99 percent of Hollywood has no idea what's going to work. So what right. they do, they put their thumb on the scale by throwing a ton of money at things. So so like right now is bond all day long. They put two hundred fifty million dollars into making sure we all go see James Bond and James and Craig. And he's on everybody's show and everything. That's Hollywood money making sure yeah. that they make their money back. But that's not generated from us saying something is amazing. And yeah. the, the Squid Game is, to me, the perfect example of Hollywood not knowing what the hell is going on in the world. And right. even even to the point where Bond would be so much better served if the, if Bond, the next Bond, is a black woman or a black man. Like, they don't yeah. even understand the power of that. They're so stupid. But I love the Squid Game after 10 years of being told no, this the the producer the 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 writer the director of this went ahead and did it in Netflix because they taking they're taking a gamble anyway, right. um, took a gamble which I'm sure they didn't pay that much for. 
They probably did not, especially after the fact that this dude's been trying to get this done for 10 years. And so um, you, Netflix comes along and says, hey, we'll roll the dice, but we're going to roll the dice for, you know, we ain't going to roll the dice for 10 million. We ain't going to roll the dice for 5 million. You know what I mean? But we're going to roll the dice. And maybe your next thing is what you get your $10 million off of. But Netflix, Netflix also has a better finger on the pulse of what people want to see than the rest of Hollywood does, right? You got, you got Hollywood being run by the same geriatric white man with a few caveats, but they're so white adjacent that the whiteness supersedes any other bit of diversity that's there. And what you end up with is still is like Netflix coming in and completely disrupting everything because they got people who look like the public over at Netflix saying, yo, take a look at this. Or they got people at Netflix saying, well, we're looking at this from a global standpoint and the nine countries that have the highest population growth are all black and brown countries. And so this ain't just a, a, a America thing. This is a world thing. And the world wants to see itself on the on the on the you color TV. Say, the, the Nigerian shows, uh, blood and blood and water. I think. I mean, there's like yeah. all of these Nigerian shows, all of these Asian shows, all of these Spanish shows, which I'm leaning into. Yeah, uh, the world has changed dramatically, and the thing that yeah. has changed in the world is that people have recognized their power. So folk are yeah. finally waking up to, you know, I don't have to march to this beat anymore, and I don't have to follow uh, what people tell me I need to follow for, you know, I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to talk more about the squid game and I'm going to talk about the cheat codes and you know, (laughs) if, if, and, and there's a level, you know, the classism in squid games, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it reminds me of our lotto where, you know, we just had a big lottery, seven, seven, almost $700 million ticket. A lot of people played it. There's a level of desperation in that, you know, yeah. where, where it's like, I just, I just want to, and everybody that played squid games with the exception of one person was desperate, was desperate. And do you know how much of our world is, is betting on the desperation of poor people? Literally betting on the desperation of poor people. Even if you, even if you like, I mean, I know it's foolishness Friday, but still, like, even if you look at um, this whole thing about, oh, well, we're gonna end all of the, we're trying to get people to people back to work, so we're gonna end the subsidy, the subsidy subsidies for COVID. That's really a poverty tax, right? Like that. That says that we're going to stop being humane because we know you have no other choice. You have no other option. And, and, we're, and we're not doing it because humanity needs all of these things. We're doing it because we're ready to go back to restaurants and have people serve us and have people cook food for us because we've been cooking food for ourselves for so long. And, and have folk at hotels clean And have people at hotels. And have folk, you know, like it, it is, yeah, you're right. But not just the desperation, you know, uh, Squid Games fed on the desperation of people, but there was also like there were no really good people playing in the game, mm-hmm. right? Even the one that I was rooting for at the end, she was a pickpocket, <laughs> you know, like yep. she has a, a horrible backstory, but she was in them streets doing doing shady things, you know. So it's like we're rooting for people, and everybody's a degenerate, basically. So they all, <laughs> you know, like nobody really should have, you know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting how you know that that. The fullness of the story. It's just, mm. 
right. It's a, it's a, it's also a, it's also a real. If you pull, if you if you squint one eye and close the other one, it's also a very good treatise on political structures all over the world. In that a lot of us are a lot of us are looking at the cast of degenerates from which we have to choose and select the people who are going to lead our countries and saying, ah, this one is less degenerate than the other one, right? We're literally out here rooting for and voting for people that we would not have over for dinner at our house, that we would not trust with our finances, our personal money, our our mm, that we worked for, or, or or with our children and trust them in our households, but. They're going, to run, they're going to run our countries and make our laws and decide on all of these things that, you know, still. And it also, if you squint one eye and, and close the other one, it's also a, a, a indictment of the ruling, the wealthy class and how yeah. they play puppeteer with the, how, how it's all a big Game of Thrones or a big gladiator ring that the rest of us are in as they watch yeah. because all they do is, like you say, we're going to pull this credit here. We're going to throw this over here. We're going to, you know, and they're literally watching us scramble over the crumbs as they yeah. sit in their ivory, ivory towers looking down over the rest of us. And it's all a game for them as they go to the moon, as they go play around in space, as they, you know, buy newspapers right. and things, you know, it's all a game. It's a game. It's a game. I mean, look, all you got to do is, is, is watch the, uh, the Facebook testimony of the Facebook whistleblower in front of Congress. And now you're getting a chance to see the, the way that this other class of people thinks about humanity. The whole, her, whole, her whole commentary about how Zuck would slam his hand on the table and say company over country. Think about that. Just, just internalize that for a second. That he would literally say company over country. Word? That's that's your level of humanity right there? Okay. I see where we at. I see where we at. And how many stop using Facebook after listening to the whistleblower? 866-801-8255. Who got rid of Facebook? Who stopped using it? Come on. Come on. Yeah, but we're outraged, but not outraged yep. enough to actually make ourselves a little inconvenienced. All right. right. 866-801-8255. I'm going to take the Squid Game uh, call before we get into Dave Chappelle. But I'm also, I want to hear from people about what they thought about The Closer. Uh, I watched it as soon as it came out. Mm-hmm. I had to search for it. It was not in the new releases. It was not in the most popular. It was not in the trending. Not on my algorithm. And I have watched all of Dave Chappelle's, right? Yes. So it should have been in my rotation of algorithms. So I was thinking that Netflix had a problem with this mm-hmm. and they wanted to bury it and you had to look for it to find it. I think Netflix had a problem with it. Uh, in the opening 10 minutes, I understood why yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, see why, I see why. I see why they were like, y'all find it. If you want to, we under contract, we got to put it out, but we ain't promoting it. At I all. see why I see why now the backlash is making more people watch it. Of course. However, um hmm it's interesting uh smith says it's on the home screen now but when it dropped it was not though smith i had to look for it interesting well it's on the home screen now because of the algorithms everybody's watching it now but they were everybody's watching it. it now and here's the other thing too is that my home screen looks different from yours karen netflix pushes certain things to me that i'm sure it's not pushing towards you too 
I was going to say, but I said my algorithm should have had that at the top because I've watched yeah. every single one. I've watched all of my, I have a lot of comedy in mind. You know, they ready, she ready, all of the readies. I've watched um, all of the Chris Rocks. I've watched, I've watched every comedy. I've even tried to watch the last weigh-ins. <sighs> yeah, I mean, try, try, you know, I, I, I watch everything, you know. I know. So, so, <laughs> so my point is, it should have been in my algorithms yeah. to, to, to yeah. should have been at the top of the, the thing for me. Uh, but it wasn't. Let me take Georgia in New York. She wants to talk, talk about how much she loved the Squid Game. Squid Games. Hello, Georgia in New York. Hello. Hi. 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 Oh, hi. Actually, Brenda in New York. Oh, okay. That's Girl. why it was confusing for me. Too. Who the hell is screening? How do you hear Brenda and write Georgia? How How does that happen? Golly. Oh. Girl, it's funny because I'm 60. When you first started talking about the Squid Games, I was like, oh, no, I can't watch that. Wait, then hold on. You're going to have to do what Drew did and put the mic in front of your mouth so we can hear you? I'm not <laughs> okay, struggling. Can you hear me today. now? Yes, thank you. Okay, can yeah, you hear me? better. Okay, all right. All right. So, anyway, you talked about those Squid Games. I'm no. Like, I can't watch that. It was terrible. So, my son is like, you told me, Mom, he's just not that bad. So, I'll binge watch Wait, wait. We're not I hearing you, I... Brenda. Okay. Sit can still. you hear me? Jesus. Go ahead. Try again. One more time. Okay. One more time. My son, when you first started talking about the squid game, you, you made a sign. It was like really bad. But my son told me, Mom, it's not that bad. So I'm 60 years old, and I binge watched it on Thursday night. I stayed up to 4 o'clock in the morning watching the whole thing, and it just blew my mind. It was it was just awesome. It was awesome. But it was bad, awesome. though. Wasn't it? Wasn't it kind of like shockingly gory? It was no, it really wasn't even that gory. I was like, wow. What? It was All right. it was crazy because it, it was like the um what's the other games when the kids had to kill each other, the um in the uh, the young kids had to kill each other in the other game. What oh, um uh, Hunger Games. Hunger right, Games. Why? Right. So, yeah, so I thought this was right. way more brutal than Hunger Games. Oh, I didn't see it. Quite it was cutting people open in Oh no, I'm like what the hell? <laughs> All right, Brenda. Well, we have different thresholds for what is gory. Uh, I thought that 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 first game, I was like, I had to, I clutched every pearl that I didn't have. I was like, oh my gosh, what are we we doing this? Lord have mercy! And then I'm thinking, could I could I play this? Like, like I knew inherently not to run out first, and inherently I would be behind somebody because that's the type of eh, I would be definitely behind somebody. <laughs> but would I push somebody? Would I push somebody is the question. Would I push somebody to save myself? And this was like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Me or you, I might push you. It's a strong maybe for me. I don't know. I I might push you. You could get pushed. I don't know. I ain't trying to die. All right. Let's get to Chappelle. So, and I'm I'm struggling with it because, you know, these times are different. And I'm hearkening back to Cat Williams who says, you know, if you can't figure out a funny way to not offend people, then you really yeah. aren't good at your craft. And I felt yeah. like watching this, that Dave Chappelle was one of those, if I offended anyone type of apologies, it felt like if I offended somebody, here's my apology, but I'm not really sorry. And I'm going to, at the end, get coverage from the very group that I'm offending. You know, yeah. so it's sort of like I went out, I'm a racist, but I went out and got Candace Owens to tell you that I'm not. Not a racist. And I'm not saying that Daphne is like a, a transgender Candace Owens. Rest her soul. Yeah. I'm saying that is you cannot 
cover yourself because one person in that group says it's okay right. because they don't speak for everybody, number one. Right. But I also, there were parts of it that I laughed out loud, though, Drew, and I knew I wasn't supposed to. You know, when he did that impossible thing, yeah. I, was, I thought that was, yeah. I was, that was some clever, you know, it's not real. It's like impossible. It's like yeah. beyond. I was like, I laughed. Now, am I, yeah. am I, am I in trouble for laughing? I don't so, know. I don't know, Karen, because here's the deal is that I grew up on Eddie Murphy raw and there was, you know, and, and all of the, and all of the comedians that had, and in living color with the two snaps up in the, in the circle or whatever. But even with Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy raw, it felt like gay people were kind of in on a joke a little bit, right? Chappelle, part of the thing for me with Dave Chappelle though, is his sort of political commentary about the fact that people standing up for themselves is somehow inherently um, steeped in privilege, right? Because here's the thing that, that fucks with me about that is that people standing up for themselves, if they're gay, you're saying, okay, well, the, the white gay structure did this or the white gays did this. Hello, it is black people who are gay too, right? And so the that whole notion of that if you're if you're black, you gotta be on the side of the black on the side of blackness no matter what, right? Or if you're, but those people have to deal with on the other side of that is that if you're white, if you're, if you're gay and the gay whites say, hey, we're standing up for, for everybody right now, but don't come and be too black. That's a problem too. The fact that Dave Chappelle spent an hour yes, he did. talking about gay shit, right? Like, I think it was Clay who said this the other day that it's gay comedians that don't spend an hour talking about gay shit, right? And so the fact that the fact that this dude spent an hour not talking just an about hour this, though, this is his third special where, and I often say people tell on themselves or that thou dost protest too much. And while I get that there's backlash and things like that, and he wanted to use this opportunity to, uh, I guess, vindicate himself to show that he's a feminist, to show that he's not anti-trans and blah 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 blah. Right. I felt like he talked too much. Sometimes there's a scripture where many words sin is sure to follow i felt like you talk he talked way too much and in doing so revealed something that i don't think um i'm like mm, that's a lot of commentary here when that could have been yeah. one sentence sewn up uh you know i'm sorry you know bring in daphne but that daphne thing did hit it hit at the end i was like oh yeah. oh i don't know what to do with that and then i didn't, I didn't know, know what, what to, to do with it either. Right. I didn't know what to do with it either. Because part of part of my issue in the whole thing, too, is that I don't fully understand the trans experience. I'm a gay man. I've, I've been in I've been in situations and clubs and and I've got, you know, one really good transgender friend. And, and I still don't understand that experience. Like I would not get on stage and talk about trans shit. Right. Like based on and and I'm in the culture, I'm in the community. And Dave's whole I'm going to call it an obsession because it was obsessive how much he talked about gay shit just in general. And for me, like part of part of your story, part of what comedy is, is talking about your story, your experience. Right. Like, bruh, Seriously, seriously, Dave Chappelle, 
Come on now. Yeah, that. Mm, and, but it wasn't funny. Eight six six eight two one eight two five five. Did anybody? You know where? I mean, and you know, I'm again. I'm looking at it pure. You know, like pure. I love comedy. You know, I I might have been nine or ten years old uh, listening to Richard Pryor. Is that N word crazy? Sneaking downstairs and putting. I was like, ooh, and mud bone, and I, like I was, I was, it, you know, it would have been. Page. Oh my god, it would have been my career had I not discovered whatever. I, that probably could still be, but um, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering though. You you brought up uh, living color. Could that could Blaine and Antoine live today? Or would they be canceled? Like if if Living Color, because I remember it was Destination Television, yes. And I'm like every episode of Living Color is is Blaine and or Blaine and Antoine going to be you know men on film? Are they going to be doing something? Because that was everything, Homie the Clown, Fire Marshal Bill, Blaine and Antoine, Two Snaps and a Butter Roll, whatever. That was yep. hilarious then. Would it be hilarious mm-hmm. now? We're in different times. Young people are different. We're differently sensitive. We're you know are we too soft? I feel I feel like somebody said um, I'm raising my ch- uh, what, what the hell did I just watch something that my, my oh yesterday Andrew Yang said uh, his he's raising soft children and they're not prepared for the world that we're in right now so I'm trying to make the world palatable for my soft children because they're not going to get hard and they're not going to you know be able to yeah. be tough like we were having to be bullied and all this other stuff because you get you b- get bullied now they come in and shooting. You bully yeah. kids now, they're going to kill themselves, unfortunately. You you bully yeah. kids now, it's... So we're not going to change the children. we got to change ourselves and make it less toxic for them. But do you do you agree with that? I, I agree with that. But here's the thing I think about Chappelle is that Chappelle continuously punches down as far as I'm concerned in these, in these things. Like, he is talking, like, Bill the Blaine and Twan, I think Blaine and Twan could absolutely exist in the world today because they were allowed to exist and they had a modicum of freedom even in their existence and their and because they had a tv show a public access show and they were doing all of their things right they were allowed to exist and be right like you could you i know a blaine and i know a twan right Chappelle's thing is a little different because for me dave Chappelle's shit is a little mean and it says the way you show up in the world is not okay how you move in the world is not okay and you're mad all the time and everybody's mean to you and you should just take it on the chin like everybody else. And for me, that says to me, you're not allowed to exist. You can show up, but you can't show up as you. You got to show up as some other version of you. And if you is gay and a fighter, then you should be allowed to show up as that. But Chappelle is saying, nah, y'all need to sit in the corner and shut the hell up. Right. Mm. Or that you need to that you need to show up differently or you need to be on this side versus that side or you got to take a side. And to me, you can't tell me I can't exist. Okay. Even if you make if even if you're making fun of me and I'm and I'm somewhat in on the joke, I still can feel seen in that. Right. But when you tell me that I can't exist or that I'm somehow wrong for showing up how I am, who I am, I don't care how many how many other people that's trans that you get to say, oh, well, you're right. Because you and Clay, y'all bangs with Flame Monroe. But I can't stand the shit that comes out of Flame Monroe's mouth, right? Like, she, he, they do not speak for me and my community and my subset of the gays. The gay council did not get together and say, Flame, you can go out and say this dumbass shit on, on the radio, on TV, on the internet. You don't speak for me. And you don't speak for a lot of transgender people, too. 
So well, I don't flame, care. If, it would I don't, not, I don't think flame. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't. I don't think flame. First of all, says that they are transgender. Number one, and right. I think flame is always very clear that flame is speaking for flame. Flame's experience yeah. in the world is unique to Flame, which is why I rocks with Flame Monroe because Flame is authentically don't give a f, and Flame is rocking yeah. however Flame is showing up in the world with titties and everything. Right. That's Flame, and I can I can deal with that because they're they're not trying to speak for you, so yeah. I'm like that's good, you know, like you can disagree, and we should. We should, we should never disagree. like walk in lockstep with somebody just because they show up and look a certain kind of way. But let the record show that Andrew Marcellus McCaskill of the McCas of the Mississippi McCaskill cannot stand it when <laughs> Flame Monroe gets on these airwaves and cosigns some of the BS that I feel like Flame cosigns, right? Okay. And but Fair. do I feel like that? Do I feel like he, she, they? Because I don't. I'm saying all of the pronouns because I don't know exactly which one they use. Is he, she, I'm not he, saying is he that, she we he she we <laughs> I don't think that he she we it should not exist or that or that that he she we should shut the hell up right what I do think though is that everybody should know that he she we they don't speak for all of the gays right the gay coalition did not elect there was him, no her, she, there they. was no council meeting no. and I and I feel like that's 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 everything. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. I love, I love that we can have. I, I love that we can have these At conversations. Me. At Drew McCaskill, <laughs> that's where you can find them. And, you know, and and again, talk that talk. Let's go to the phones. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. How do y'all feel? Did you enjoy Dave Chappelle? Did you feel like I, I got? And, and you know, the hallmark of good comedy. Right now, I can remember Goonie Goo Goo Bunny falling down the stairs. My shoe. I remember uh, Robin, <laughs> Robin, Robin Harris and and Bebe's kids. You know they don't die; they multiply. I, I, in my mind, again, Mudbone, and I can't. I, I mean, I can remember some of Chappelle, but there was not anything besides the impossible thing that I'm like that could probably. But it's probably offensive. People are offended by that. The impossible uh, p word. I think there's some there's some offense people, there. Yeah, I think there's some it's, offense. It's there. impossible. <laughs> but there's 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 some comedy in it too right like i can't say that some of the stuff that, that dave says wasn't funny but like yo that's how you're gonna make your money like that that's how you're gonna get well, that's, that's this is his that's, last that's one what your legacy it, is this is the last one he, f- he fulfilled the contract he walked away yep. from 50 million and then gained 100 million yep. so it worked out for him he only got to work he, he lives in some place where the cost of living is really low i don't think money's the thing and I don't think he gives a damn what anybody yeah. thinks he's going to. Obviously, that's what I said. I said he doesn't he could give a F sometimes, yeah. though, because if he really didn't give an F, then he didn't have to do this third special on this again. So because he was trying to redeem himself, which is weird. So either you if care he really you didn't give an F, Karen, he wouldn't have spent an hour talking about it. facts. All right. Let's go to Lawrence in New York. Welcome to the Karen Hunter show. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Karen? I love your show. Thank you. Long time listener. Um, Dave Chappelle, I'm going to tell you. He spoke as um, a father, a black man, and a comedian. People are taking this overboard. I mean, this is comedy. He comes from Lenny Bruce, um, uh, George Carlton, and those people were social commentators. You, this you, is what, wait, you mean you know, George you know Carlin? What? No, George Carlin, George Carlin he doesn't was, come from George Carlin. George Carlin would never have done that. 
Well, to no, a certain extent, I've, I've watched a lot of George Carlin. But I watch like, a lot of George oh, Carlin, too. He's a Taurus just like I am. I am a student of George oh. Carlin. George Carlin would not have done what Dave Chappelle did in three specials. Absolutely not. I'm just going to say it out loud. Rest in peace, sir. I know for a fact George Carlin would not have done that. And and if he was going to tackle topics the way he has done in the past with race and gender and all this other stuff, he would have done it in such an intelligent way that we could, again, remember it, gain a lesson from it. I don't know what the lesson was, but go ahead, continue. Well, I think that he did touch on it in an intelligent way because it made you think. I have a gay son, and – you know, it took me a long time to come to grips with my son being gay. And why? Was he, uh, was, why did it take you a long time? I, I, because, because I was great, raised a Christian. I was raised in a, in a, in a heterosexual household. You know, this was introduced to me. Well, because this is because <laughs> I'm a man. And I, I grew up following my, the, the footsteps of my father and my uncles. And there was nothing like that. There was no problem. How do you know? With, uh, How do you know? There's so because many Because people... I'm a man and I know. Because what does that I mean? know what Because you're a man. I'm, I'm not being contrarian, but a lot of things you don't know. You really don't know what people do just because you, you think you know. And you're saying because you're a man that you, you know things? I'm just... No, because I don't have an affinity for men. So okay. in that in that, in that way. Okay, so I'm just... Let, let's get back to Dave Chappelle and get off of me. All right, so... Yeah, because you want to you start trying to pull an onion on me, and I'm not here for that. Onion? All right, so... The, no. the peel it on your back and try to find out if there was some some kind of homosexual. No, I actually don't even my, really give a damn. But you're you're saying here's a, a couple of things. So let me just stop you, Lawrence, for a second. And you get back. I'll, okay. You have the last word. But you said it took you a long time to come to grips with a child that you produced that you loved to to accept that child. So I struggle I struggle with that for for, for because however you were raised, that's your child. So if, why does it take a long time to accept your own your progeny, your child? And that's that's it. You know, it's just like, uh, this is the problem that we have. This is these are your children. Why would it take a long time to accept them? So that's it. Go ahead. I didn't intend for my son to be homosexual. I I intended to have grandchildren. I intended for him to follow in my footsteps. That's why. But I love my son. Let's not lose the message. I love my son, and if he wants to be gay, that's his choice. He has a choice in this. So I, it's not my choice, but I accept his decision. So let's squash that. Dave Chappelle was talking about the power of the social media and just talking about how powerful it is and how you can cancel somebody for saying something. I don't think we can cancel somebody from having an opinion, whether it hurts or not. I listen to all types of shows, and people have opinions, and we don't run after these people, but you want to run after our own and, and condemn them for having an opinion. He has children. Maybe he wants his children to be brought up a certain way. Maybe he wants his children to view things in a certain way. So be it. I mean, this is his opinion. He has a platform. He has a forum. He had a, uh, a, uh, the, the, uh, the, the show. They gave him a chance to talk on the this, on this show, the, the series. And I think that, you know, Daphne and all this stuff, I think that he was letting, letting you know he, his eyes are open to some of the plights of homosexuals, lesbians, and Qs, and queers, and all these other things. You know, it's, it's an involvement. I had to evolve. Maybe this is his time to evolve. Some people think it was mean-spirited, but I think that it was comedy. And I think that, you know, you have to have a, a little bit of uh, empathy and, and and just try to understand. Like, just it's just comedy. Some, we have to learn how to laugh and stop growling all the time. That's all we do. Mm, we find something. Everybody a, yeah. Stop, stop, stop. It's not stop. a no Can one loves. Just... Please, Drew. I mean, but I just let's just be clear. Let's be clear. I love to laugh. Nobody's sitting yeah. here growling. 
But we have a world full of people that are hurting themselves, a world full of people who are hurt, who are hurt, world full of people that are, you know, experiencing childhood trauma, working through it. Yeah, we all want joy, but not at the expense of, of our humanity. And if you can't do comedy, and I'm going back to Cat Williams, if you cannot do comedy, understanding the times in which we live, then you, maybe you're not that creative and maybe you're not that much of a genius and maybe you're not that good to begin with because great comedians figure out, which is why George Carlin was so amazing, figures out the time in which you're living and how to navigate those spaces using comedy as the vehicle. I think, you know, in, in some ways, Dave Chappelle might have run into a wall a little bit. But go ahead, Drew, before we go to break. So I, I, it's a mischaracterization to say that that people who are gay have a choice and that all gay people, all gay people have a choice to be gay because I ain't nobody, you know, no one molested me. Nobody, nobody groomed me. Nobody showed me gay porn or anything like that. I grew up in a household with two very affectionate, very affectionate to this day. And they old um, heterosexual <laughs> parents. And, and I'm telling you right now, for me, it was not a choice. In fact, most of the gay folks who I know tried very, very hard to deny their natural instinct to have an affinity for the same sex. So I think it's a mischaracterization to say that that's his choice. He made that choice. It's not a choice for, I would venture to say, the vast majority of people who are gay. I'll, so I'll say that off top. The fact that, that you can, that this gentleman is, is trying to say that we should all just laugh. So should we all just laugh at, at when white people are saying racist things? In, in television and in comedy and in commentary, it's like, oh, well, let's have, let's make fun of black women with, with, with children and somebody with multiple children, right? And it's somebody white or some, or white comedians are making fun of poor black people, right? Is that funny? Is it, is it funny if people who are, who are in poverty actually feel like you're making fun of my experience, right? As, as of what my, of my life, I have to live this life. Is it funny? Is racism funny? Because homophobia isn't funny to most people, right? Like, even if you're good at turning a phrase, you can't make white people um, talking of saying racist things about black people. Can't make that funny for me. So, like, to say that we need to all stop trying to cancel people and cancel one of our own, I don't think, one, Dave Chappelle's made $100 million. It's going to be really hard to cancel him. He's already got an entire catalog of of content that will live forever it'll be very hard to, to cancel dave chappelle if people get on twitter and say mean things about dave chappelle he's gonna go to his farm in utah and wipe his tears with his 100 million dollars from netflix he's gonna be all right right so it's not necessarily about canceling dave chappelle what it is is what it is about is people have the right to say that's not okay and if you're not a part of that community, you don't have a, you don't have the same you don't have the same understanding of why it's not okay, right? So, listen, if it was if if it was funny to you, it's, it was funny to you. There were aspects of, of Chappelle that were funny to me too, right? Like there were there were aspects of the of the last one that was funny to me. I think that what what Dave is doing with this and people's reaction to it is that. Why are you so bothered? And two, is this the best that you that you could come up with? Why do you have to take this group of people and say, you know what? I'm gonna me and my Dave Chappelle hundred million dollar comedian self with this huge platform. I'm gonna now punch down. And so you can say, well, the gays run everything, but 
That's not, if the gays ran everything, you would not have people fighting for their right to not be fired because of their sexuality. You would not have young gay people killing themselves because of the way they're treated by not just people at school, but people in their families, in their households. You wouldn't have a little black gay boy that had to be taken out of his parents' house because his father put on the internet images of him shaving his head and, and talking about him being gay, right? Do you, but, but Drew, do you think there's a difference between being black and gay and being white and gay in America? 100%. Right, so, so when I, I think a lot of what Dave was making the parallel between whiteness and, you know, like he, I think he tried to draw a line uh, and he wasn't talking about black people and he was actually positioning it to be a conversation about race and how they control everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it landed. I don't know if it landed with a lot of people. And I think sometimes when, when you hear a thing that resonates with you, you're going to lean in extra. Like I didn't hear him say that it, gay was a choice, but you heard it. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Like I didn't yeah. hear the caller say that, but you heard it because yeah. it resonated with you. And I think, you know, with all of these things, if you know, itchy ears hear something that's what you lean into and if if it doesn't apply to you you let it fly which is why it's always interesting to me when people have so much to say because if it doesn't apply to you it don't apply to me i could laugh at the impossible thing uh and during the break i got a text from clay kane saying why am i in it with the nini uh why am i in it how i get thrown in this i don't know clay that's drew drew brought you in i ain't invite him to invite you in uh and so there's that uh, Drew Drew had to say what he had to say, but leave Clay out of it is what I'm gonna leave Clay out of it. Just leave it. Speak for yourself. <laughs> this this serious XM contributor does not speak for the Clay views Kane. expressed by the there show's producers and its go. guests are All not right. necessarily those of Karen Hunter or Sirius XM. That that part. Uh, Drew's here. We got a bunch of callers. I want to also let you know that the uh, one of the showrunners. For Dear White People, which this season I couldn't watch because it was a musical and it looked ridiculous and I refused. Even though I watched the previous seasons, but I tapped out mid part of the last season. But that's neither here nor there. It's not on my list of shows to watch. But the showrunner's name is Jacqueline Moore, who's a white trans woman. So I already had a problem with Jacqueline Moore being the showrunner for Dear White People. But maybe, maybe that's just my bias. I just think everybody on there should be black. That's my opinion anyway. Uh, Jacqueline Moore said that she will be boycotting Netflix over Dave Chappelle's newest special. Uh, she told Variety that Chappelle is a brilliant, goofy comedian, but I don't see, he used to be goofy. He's not goofy anymore. Uh, but that the jokes in his recent special, The Closer, felt different, she said. She tweeted that she wasn't working, uh, she, she won't work for Netflix again as long as they keep promoting and profiting from dangerous, transphobic uh, content. She said the fact is that is that's the exact rhetoric and language that is used against us. And uh, he t Dave Chappelle talks about our feelings being hurt. My feelings are fine, but being thrown against a wall hurts or worrying at night if I can get home safe. So, so for Jacqueline Moore, this is a, a matter of safety and uh, creating an environment. I don't know. I wouldn't go to that extreme that people are. I don't know. But again, this is not my my thing. So. What do you think about Jacqueline Moore's uh, boycott? 
Uh, listen, I think everybody's got to do what they got to do. I think it, um, some people, some people are going to boycott because it's how they, it's how they believe in what they feel. Some people are going to do it for clout. Uh, I think that probably that I do take what she says very seriously because for her, if you know, for other people, it's a joke about y'all feelings are hurt or y'all alphabet people, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But for trans, for trans women in particular, the way trans women are killed and murdered and kidnapped and sex trafficked and all of those things, that's a real, that is their real life lived experience. So for her to say, it's not about my feelings being as hurt, it's about I don't want to die because somebody, somebody dismisses my existence with a huge platform and a, in a huge profile, to me, that means something. And I will agree with her on one thing. This felt different. Some of the jokes in this right here felt different than what, than some of the things that Dave said in the last one, like him about all the LGBT people in the car and the alphabet people in the car and the, the white gay man was driving and the other people was kind of in the back seat. Like some aspects of that were actually funny to me because there were, it, there was some truth in community around mm -hmm. that, right? But when you start talking about, oh, um, you can kill black people, but um, but you can't hurt gay people's feelings. First of all, a lot of black gay people are dying. So they're gay. There are black people who are gay to Dave Chappelle. Right. So you can't say that and talk about, oh, but I'm but what but black people need to stand by me. So you are talking about and dismissing and saying that some of the black people that you supposedly are standing up for in this race conversation, you're saying some of us aren't allowed to exist. Right. And I got a problem with that, Dave. As you should. I think, you know, had he just stuck with Caitlyn Jenner trashing, <laughs> he'd have been yeah. fine. Just stick on yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. We universally can't stand Caitlyn Jenner. Let's go. Universally. Uh, and that would be easy. White gay people can't stand Caitlyn Jenner. That's what I'm so saying. Universally, Caitlyn Jenner is we're disgusted by Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, let's go to Rodney. I'm just going to go down the list. Rodney in Maryland, welcome. You're on. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm why. I'm why. Okay. Um, listen, I'm calling because the last caller said something about his son being gay. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to just have a comment about that because my son, my son is gay. I didn't know he was 16 years old when I found out. My mom's was saying my son was in the bathroom for hours, and I, I, I didn't pay attention. Sometimes he, he was in there for hours, and I'm banging on I got to use the bathroom, I got to use the bathroom. So it comes to find out he was trying to cut himself, trying to kill himself, because he was afraid to let me know that he was gay because of my lifestyle. So it kind of hurt me to hear the brother say that he didn't feel for that. Whatever. A lot of these gay guys go through a lot. I was listening to a BET show one time, and this this family said, "I'm gonna kick my son out." He kicked the son out of out the house because he was gay. The first time he has sex, he's transmitted AIDS. So, for I just want to encourage men that have gay sons, kids, they should try to help them, guide them through the life. That's it, because they are human just like you and I. So. With that being said, that's all I wanted to share because it hurt me because my son could have killed himself because he was afraid to let me know that he was gay. And I didn't have a problem with him being gay. So stay a human just like we are. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I hope right. I touched someone. All right. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. Hey, I want to say thank you to that dude, right? Like, I, I know that he, the, his, his, 
his delivery may have may have felt some kind of way to people. But if we had more black men that said, I'm gonna love my kid regardless, or it hurts me that my kid was going to try to hurt themselves because they thought they were going to disappoint me, we would have a lot more people live past their 20s. We would have a lot more gay men who would have who wouldn't have homelessness the way that we have homelessness, who would not who would not be literally um, medical refugees because they grow up in this because they're growing up in the South or growing up in rural parts of the world, parts of the country that they're that they um, have sex early or they're molested or they're raped or they transmit a, a, a disease like or a, a infection like HIV and they and there's nobody there's no insurance so they have to literally move to a city like a New York or a DC that has health benefits so that they don't die like we have so many people who are homeless who are medical refugees who are who are mentally unstable because the people that you expect to always love you do not love you because they don't understand hey this is karen hunter you can listen to the karen hunter show live every monday through friday at 3 p.m east on sirius xm urban view channel 126 or anytime on the sirius xm app